T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. It's Sal Capaccio. Sal Capaccio. Sal Capaccio. Sal Capaccio. Sal Capaccio, Sal Capaccio, Sal Capaccio, Sal Capaccio on WGR. Sal Capaccio joining us on the Western Hotline here on Buffalo Bills Football Monday. We thought we'd be talking about the Bills game on Monday at 7 a.m., but instead it's going to be a little bit different. We're previewing the Bills game. Good morning, Sal. Yeah, good morning. You're right about that. I mean, it's taken a long time to get here, but we're finally yeah, here. Yeah. We're here, and the game is still scheduled for today. We just spoke with uh, your buddy, our buddy, Pat Hammer, about how the snow, yep. there might be light snow, but the idea of the, the lake effect band is pretty much gone from Orchard Park, and now it's about digging out. So it's going to take a pretty big effort to get it all ready for people to go in. Um, but the game today looks to be good to go, 430, and the weather forecast for the game is Temperatures in the teens, wind chills in the single digits, not a ton of wind that would affect a football game. So still outdoors, cold, you know, windy, snowy, but not life-threatening, which, you know, people around here know the difference. For sure. I mean, it's um, it's a much better situation to play an actual football game than yesterday, that's for sure. Um, but now, you know, we just want to make sure that everybody stays safe. You know, pay attention to what's going on, listen to the weather reports, traffic reports, things like that. Uh, I know that uh, people are... Crews are hard at work out at the stadium now, still trying to dig out, as you say, clear the roads, clear the stadium, parking lots, everything that goes along with it. So, But as far as a football game is concerned, this game is on for 4.30 p.m., and it's going to be played, and it's going to be a cold game, but it's not anything that we've never seen before here in Orchard Park, that's for sure, and here in Buffalo. Yeah. So, Sal, let's talk about some of what the Bills did over the weekend and how anything changed. I know you got a lot of questions about game designations. If you're designated as out and they move the game a day, can you change the designation? Questionable, all that stuff. Um, what happened with all of that for the Bills this weekend? Neither team changed anything on their injury report. Now, I read through the NFL operations memo on this kind of thing. There's nothing that addressed if the game gets moved, but it does kind of say in there, there's some, there's some wording about if there's a change in the injury report, you must, you know, due to whatever, it didn't say game being moved or something like that. I'll, I'll say it this way. It doesn't matter because the guys who are declared out are still out for the bills. You know, obviously and for the Steelers, TJ Watt, you know, for the bills, Gabe Davis, Taylor Rapp, they're not going to play. They're out. Questionable is Russell Douglas and Tyrell Dodson. Now, they're questionable, so 
whether the game was played yesterday or today, they're still questionable. They could be act. They could play. Yeah, we don't know. We'll see come game time. And the thing, the fact that the Bills out. Go ahead. The the thing I always like to point out with questionable is there used to be a time where probable existed and it doesn't anymore. Correct. So if a guy is like eighty percent to play, he's still questionable. So you know, while sometimes it's thought of as a coin toss, that that's as high as they can go. Hundred percent right, Jeremy. Technically, it's supposed to be fifty fifty. But what happened was years ago, because there was data that showed that anybody who was probable was always like 90% played. And the league's like, we're not even going to have this anymore. Like, what's the point? So they got rid of it. Doubtful still exists. You could have somebody doubtful, meaning 25%. It's supposed to mean technically that they would play. Um, But nobody's on there. You don't really see a lot of guys doubtful. Sometimes you do. So (coughs) that said, Tyrell Dodson being questionable, A.J. Klein was elevated from... The practice squad. I, I mean, I think that's an indication that he probably won't be able to play. But you don't know. I mean, he might be able to play. But the reason I say, to me, it's an indication he wouldn't be able to play is I'm just doing the roster in my head. The Bills, to me, and I said this all week. I've been cautioning people that, are, you know, the Leonard Fournette, and I know people want to see Leonard Fournette, and he looked good, and he looked better than Latavius Murray last few weeks, whatever. But the Bills really only had two elevations for three spots. Yes, elevations reset in the postseason, meaning anybody could be elevated as many times as you want. But you still only get two. And to me, the Bills had three spots. And one of those spots had to be wide receiver. Guys, you can't go into a game with four healthy wide receivers. If somebody twists an ankle in the first series, you're not playing a game with three healthy wide receivers. You're just not doing it. You can't. So the Bills had to use one for India Isabella. That's the way I looked at it all week. And sure enough, they did because they need five healthy wide receivers. So that leaves... What's going to happen with Tyrell Dodson? Well, if you don't think Tyrell Dodson's going to play, you got to elevate A.J. Klein. Otherwise, you're going to seriously deplete your depth at linebacker. Everybody's got to move up. You need guys to play special teams. Is Bale Inspect- What's Bale Inspector going to do? Where is he play? You're not playing Tyler Matakevich on defense, obviously. Obviously, Ter- Terrell Bernard um, is the middle linebacker. But, you know, that creates a problem. That leaves Leonard Fournette out. I mean, that's just the way it's, it is, and it's unfortunate because I would like to see Leonard Fournette activated and elevated for you know what he gave this team in shorter yardage. But the fact is, the Bills really couldn't do that, it appears, based on the way they see everybody being um, you know, able to play or not able to play. They did not have to do anything for Rasul Douglas. Even if they don't think he's going to play, Kyrie Elam's already on the, on the team. He's just been inactive, so you already have your numbers there. So that's maybe a little long way to try to explain to everybody why Leonard Fournette was not elevated. To me, they always had only two elevations for three spots. So you you don't think it could necessarily has to say anything about whether Douglas is ready to go in this game because even behind Elam, Sal, like you know, you have Cam Lewis, you have what Saran Neal, like you have break glass in case of emergency guys. I feel like even if there were multiple injuries, and that's Kyrie Elam, break glass in case of emergency. He's already on the roster. No, I don't think it has anything to do with Douglas. He could play, he might not play. If he plays, you just leave Kyrie Elam inactive. If he doesn't play, you activate Kyrie Elam, and you go with Dane Jackson as a starter. So to me, it doesn't really, Joe, because there's no reason. I mean, you they, they would have elevated Jamarcus Ingram, Josh Norman, but what would be the point? You already have you already mm-hmm. have enough corners available. Like you, no- It doesn't change the numbers you normally play with anyway. Right, you know they, I mean? they normally don't carry four boundary corners into a game active. Correct, correct. Gotcha. So it doesn't change any of that. Whether he plays or not, it doesn't change their normal numbers because Kyrie Elam's already on the active roster. Sal Capaccio on the Western Hotline. I'm going to call in for Sal here with uh, Stephen in Florida. Stephen, good morning. You're on with Sal. Hey. Stephen, you there? Yes, sir. Hey, good morning. Um, good morning. 
Well, yeah, I wanted to say, first of all, I was thinking right along the lines of your uh, meteorologist that, you know, you had calling because I don't see where the weather itself is going to be a factor uh, as far as the wind or precipitation. It's definitely going to be the cold. And so I just want to share a quick story. I grew up, uh, I uh, lived about five minutes from what was Rich Stadium and the infamous blizzard of 77. My brother actually climbed to the top of a snowbank and touched the top of the telephone pole out near, out near the stadium there. So that's how bad it was. But now that being said, with this game, um, you know, the only thing I see in uh, the Steelers' favor with T.J. Watts being out is the running game. They've got a couple of really good running backs. But with our defense, the way they've stepped up this year, I believe that they can stop them. And I believe with the fact that the wind uh, and the precipitation isn't going to be that much of a factor, you know, hopefully according to the weather forecast, I think Josh is going to have a really good game passing. Um, and also, of course, with the running game, I think that they're going to have, uh, you know, they're going to be unstoppable. So, um, you know, barring any unforeseen, you know, situations with injuries or whatever, and, of course, we don't want to see a lot of turnovers and mistakes, that kind of thing, I think Buffalo is going to blow out the Steelers. And I've seen all the analysts and, yeah. uh, you know, the play callers are predicting Buffalo to win. Yeah. They, well, they're favored by double digits. Sal, the Pittsburgh running game. It's like one of the few things you'll mm-hmm. hear about. The, again, the reason the Pittsburgh offense has finally started to work is because their passing game has gotten better. Mm-hmm. I don't consider them to be a particularly dangerous run team. Najee Harris has not been great for them. Jalen Warren, to me, is a little more dangerous. But overall, the Bills' ability to stop the run. Let, let's just remove Pittsburgh from it. Let's go on the Bills' ability to stop the run with a healthy Daquan Jones in there. How much faith should Bills fans have that the Bills have an answer to stop the run? Well, the Bills' metrics, their numbers, stopping the run, aren't great. Yards per play, giving up 28th in the league. I, now, look, we, we the numbers are the numbers. I would, you can't hide from it. They are what they are. I think we know that early in the season, it was much worse than it is now, and they also gave up some big runs, which you know hurt those numbers. They're 15th in the league overall in yards per game given up on the ground. So they're about average there. I think Daquan Jones being healthy is obviously a huge lift for this team, a huge boost. And the fact that I think that against this opponent, you'd probably focus a little more on that. Yes, of course you have to. What you said is completely right. Mason Rudolph throwing the ball. He's done a really good job. But I think that you know this isn't the Dolphins or Chiefs where they're going to try to be a more pass attack first. I think the philosophy of the Steelers is they want to run the ball. They want to grind it. They want to shorten this game. So that will help, too, as far as you know, game planning and trying to rally to the football. The Steelers' run game, yeah, they want to run. We, we think about the Steelers as that team. But as you just pointed out, Jeremy, like you're like, eh, you know, it's okay. I mean, their numbers aren't great running the ball. Um, you know, even, even by volume, they're, I looked up their 14th most rushes in the league. You know, it's not like that's all they do. But at the same time, they're only 19th in the NFL in, in yards per play on the ground, 4.13. So it's okay. Yeah. Excuse me. Najee Harris. Excuse me. Najee Harris and Jalen Warren. If you look at Najee Harris's yards per carry and things like that, Jalen Warren is a much better yards per carry guy. He's he's the more explosive guy. Um, 
but Najee Harris, you know, every once in a while, he'll break off a decent run, but they're not like super explosive in the run game either. Warren can be. Warren can be once in a while. They just don't give him the ball as much as they do Najee Harris. Right. No, really, the explosive plays, Sal, in their offense have actually. I mean, what what are the plays we've seen from them in the last month or so? It's George Pickens down the field where he just breaks right. open. He had like a 90-yard touchdown against, I think it was the Bengals, and has had a couple others since. John, Deontay Johnson had one last week, and we this has been a staple of the Bills for years, and it's another year where they're they're good at it. They didn't let Miami do it, where if your way of getting offense is we're going to break one big one against you, the Bills usually aren't the team that lets that happen. That's right. I agree with that. And, you know, I, I think to me, the more worrisome thing is one of those guys, Pickens or Deontay Johnson, making a big play. I mean, Mason Rudolph's done a good job of getting the ball to them. He does a good job of getting it in stride to them. They're good yards after catch when they get the ball in their hands, uh, especially Johnson. Uh, from what we've seen, each guy has a really long touchdown catch run, whatever, over the last several weeks. There's like an 86 yarder in there. There's a 71 yarder in there. We saw that against the Baltimore Ravens. Like, those are the things, but I just wonder philosophically, you know, what the Pittsburgh Steelers are going to try to do like that, if they're going to try to, you know, attack like that. They probably want, they probably want to live in an area where they don't have to do that. They don't want to put Mason Rudolph back there and throw the ball 35 times, you know, against, in a hostile crowd and communication uh, against the Bills pass rush. They'd rather run the ball, control it. It's not that their run game is great. What they want to do is they want to control the game running the football. I'm looking back, guys. So if you take a look at their average yards per rush, right, per game, Go back, 4.0 against the, the uh, Ravens. They ran for over 200 yards against the Seahawks, but only 4.4. They ran the ball 46 times. Yeah. That was because that's what they wanted to do. Before that, 3.8, 3.1, 2.9, 4.2. They're not some you know, juggernaut running the football. What they want to do, though, is control the game and not make mistakes, and that's how they do it. And the Bills, of course, are trying to not make make mistakes, which is something that I think if we're all being honest, Sal, they have done a lot of this year. They've made a lot of mistakes. It's kind of why they had to dig themselves out of that hole yeah. to get this two seed. So, you know, what what can you do besides just, you know, if you're Sean McDermott, hammer it home and make sure that James Cook knows to hold on to the ball and that yeah. Josh Allen, you know, I, I probably don't even say anything to Josh, right? If there's going to be one interception in there mixed in with the rest of the stuff he usually does well, fine. But it will be about whether it's fundamentals or smart football, McDermott will will want his team to be sharp today, which is something that has eluded them a lot this year. Yeah, don't don't give the Pittsburgh Steelers any extra, you know, possessions. Don't give them any extra great field position. To, if if you make a couple mistakes, this is the kind of game where, you know, if you make a couple mistakes and suddenly you're down ten points in the second quarter, it becomes a much different game. We've seen this. It reminds me of playing the New England Patriots a lot, to be honest with you. And I think the Steelers can be more explosive, of course, with their wide receivers and the Patriots. But it's the same thing. Like if you get down like the Bills did in New England, they're going to grind the ball. They're going to grind it. They're going to shorten the game. That's what they're going to do. You can't let them hang around. That's the kind of game they want to play here. So yeah, don't make mistakes. And you know, take advantage of. It's unfortunate. T.J. Watt. He's one of the best players. He might be the defensive player of the year. He's having a great year, obviously, but he is out and. You need to take advantage, maybe, of them not having as much of a pass rush. He has half their sacks this year. He has 19 sacks. That's incredible. But now you can slide protection. I think you could do a little bit more in the pocket. And, you know, you're going to have to take advantage of those kinds of things. They get Minka Fitzpatrick back, it looks like. That'll help their defense. 
But, you know, I think the Bills have opportunity here on, on offense. They can't squander those opportunities. They have to score. And if they can get into the second quarter and themselves have a 10-point lead or something like that, I think it much makes it much more difficult for this type of team, the Pittsburgh Steelers, to be able to. So I think that, you know, those first several drives and who can maybe score some points, make the other team, force the team into a mistake or two, I think are very, very, very critical. Butch on the east side before the break. Hey, Butch, good morning. Good morning, guys, and I love you, and thanks so much for taking my call before the break. I really appreciate it. I just wanted to catch Sal. Sal, listen, I know I know you might say uh, about you play the same position, but it, we're talking football here right now. We're talking playoffs. This is it. Go home. If you win, you move forward. Stopping the run, the reason why I called is, Jerry, when you guys were talking about stopping the run, we got one way we can stop. We can stop. We can stop the White House from bringing through, bringing the president through if we wanted to, and that's put Lavelle Joseph and Daquan Jones in the middle at the same damn time and moving forward. And I'm, I mean, I'm being honest with you when I say that because those two guys that eat up anything. They're gonna push the pocket right back into your face. You will have a Greg Rousseau or AJ AJ Epinesa coming around the end. And they cannot run up the middle, especially in the conditions that we're about to play in. Just something to think about with that. And last but not least, I want everybody out there, like they already said, to be safe, enjoy the game. If you can't go carpool, get there and just be safe and enjoy this. Root our team on, get get ready for next week. And I love you guys. And WGR, thanks so much for taking the call, and I appreciate you. Thanks, Bush. I, I don't have a problem at all with that, like having Linval Joseph on the field with Daquan Jones. The only issue is then you don't have Ed Oliver on the field, right? I think you want Ed Oliver on the field, too. He's such a terrific player. So, yeah, I mean, look, I, I think that the Bills have some good run stoppers. The Bills have a good defensive line. You want to put Daquan Jones, that's Linval Joseph. You can do that in situations. But anything that takes Ed Oliver off the field, you know, you're losing Ed Oliver. So, you know, I, I, I don't love that part of it. If they win, Sal, it's a uh, it's a home home. Holy it's the cow. first road game for Patrick yeah. Mahomes in the playoffs, and it would be here. Jer- Jeremy, like it's funny. I was going to tweet kind of what you did I, after the Chiefs won. I was going to tweet something like, "Buffalo has now become America's team." Yeah, you said something similar yesterday. Online, I said which is, the Bills. I, have, I was thinking the same. The thing. Bills have to win for America. We, yes, the, 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 yes. The, the country deserves to see Patrick Mahomes play. Oh road playoff game he has two super bowls and zero road playoff games it's time it's amazing (laughs) it's time was it 16 playoff games did i read that right 16 he's got playoff games he played uh sure probably i I thought i saw he was 12 and 2 at home yeah and then and then three super bowls he's played two and one in the super bowls okay there you go there you go so cow yeah you're right so obviously we all know now so everybody knows if whoever wins this game is playing 6.30 Sunday night, I think the league did a good job at least of considering that. Right? didn't matter who won. Yeah. They're going to make Baltimore and Kansas City wait to know their opponent and their location. Um, and, I, and I get that and I understand that. Now, if the Bills do win this game, there's going to be a lot of talk and, you know, thinking about <laughs> you're playing on – you're giving the Kansas City Chiefs now will have two days extra rest than the Bills, right? I mean, yep. and you're talking about an Andy Reid coach team with two days extra rest, which really sucks. But – at the end of the day, you got to win the games. You got to play football, and you can't worry about that. And if the Bills win, they have to reset on Tuesday, get try to get their legs back under by Wednesday, and then off we go. Right? So yeah, I mean, it, it's not logistically the greatest situation, but you got to win anyway, and it doesn't matter. And it's not like you've never played a Monday to a Sunday before, right? That happens in the league. You yep. play a Monday night, you play a Sunday, turn around. So, but yeah, I mean, it just thinks that you know the Chiefs would have two extra days rest, but you can't use that as an excuse. 
Um, you just have to go out there and play football, and you're right. It would be amazing to see the Kansas City Chiefs here um, in a road playoff game. And I've been looking ahead a little bit, and Pat was on with you guys. He's going to be on with me again at 10 o'clock in the Extra Point Show. I think the way it looks now, next Sunday should be a, like kind of a carbon copy of what we're going to get today for the weather. Yeah, cold, right? Real cold. Cold and kind of clear and, you know, not I don't know about the wind, but, yeah, something like that, yeah. All right, Sal Capaccio. Thanks, Sal. You got it, guys. Bills and Steelers today. I mean, the idea of the Ravens and the Texans will have played. So maybe the Bills and Chiefs are playing in the final game of the divisional round to go to the Baltimore Ravens house. Yep. Or, or, to, they're, or, or they're playing to host. Yep. All I know, Joe, is that, I, listen, we've had playoff games before. And it's been a good run of playoff games for the Bills. Maybe you went to the Colts or the Ravens during the pandemic. Maybe you went to the uh, last year, to the or two years ago, to the Patriots game. Maybe you got the disappointment was the Bengals game. If they win this game today, next Sunday is the biggest game in that stadium in 30 years. By a lot. Since they hosted an AFC championship yep. game last. Yeah. By a lot. Yep. Holy cow, that game. Mahomes oh, just get us finally there. on the road. Just get us there. Here. It feels like it would be the... In their in their weakest form, also. You would think. You would think. It, it would feel like the vengeance for 13 seconds, two years later, finally. Let's, let's run that whole thing back. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is high. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Again. Man. Don't look ahead. Beat the Steelers today. Beat the Steelers. I can't live in a world where the Chiefs are going back home to host another playoff game. Too many home playoff games for them. Speaking of the Steelers and the Chiefs, I've got to get for you what happened. How the Steelers opened against Kansas City in their last playoff game. What the Steelers did in their last playoff game, which was two years ago, is, is... it's it's very uh, it's not it's not gonna be the, it's gonna be the least surprising thing ever, but it's still amazing. Okay, we'll get to that. I know three years ago they played the Browns. They fumbled the opening snap for a touchdown, maybe. Oh, their last two playoff games. Oh, we could draw compl- some similarities. Complete disasters. Yeah. Eight oh three oh five fifty. Jeremy and Joe, give us a call. We need updates from Orchard Park. If you're at the stadium, if you've just finished a shoveling shift, I have a source at the stadium that has told me the following: that they're doing the best they can, but if you're going to the game walkways, aisles, things like that. They're clearing those as best they can. If you're going to the game, maybe prepare yourself to be sitting in snow. Mm-hmm. That It just might be too much to clear, and you might be sitting in snow. Plan accordingly. 803-0550 on WGR. 
I don't think there's much effect at all. Yesterday, you couldn't play. There's just no way. Today, 10 to 15 mile an hour winds, no problems. The only issue weather-wise is the chill. 18 degrees of kickoff, but even a 10 or a 15 mile wind in that temperature, your wind chill is in the low single digits. Now, when you got a lot of people around, you know, it kind of tends to warm you up a bit. This is kind of reminiscent of the Ryan Fitzpatrick shirtless game, (laughs) but I think it's going to be even colder than that. But again, or close to it, but we won't have the wind or the snow. Bundle up. Be ready if you're going. Bills and Steelers, 4.30 today. Of course, we'll have the game here on WGR pregame coverage. I don't know, Joe, what time is real pregame start? Is it 11? All right. But official, official pregame, yeah. if you will. So this yeah. is like the pirate pregame show. Yeah. <laughs> We're just doing it anyway. Yes. We're going to call ourselves and say cease and desist. Yep. Uh, 803-0550 to join us, one 888 Listen, we all we made it through the, the storm, and we made it through some of the Steelers content producers. <clears throat> uh-huh. Yeah. Listen, I've been on For this. putting it nicely. Yeah, sure. I've been on this train for a while. I've been on this train since the pandemic. The Steelers whine all the time. It's all they do. It's an, it's a franchise whose identity was winning a lot of Super Bowls a long time ago. It's now a long time ago. Yep. And they've drifted and they stay around the middle all the time. And when something happens, they just whine. Oh, their game against the Titans and the pandemic got moved. The NFL is screwing us. It's nonstop whining. Steelers fans, all they've got left is their whining. Why should they even care also? like, What, what are they going to do? They're going to go on some run to the Super Bowl? I thought they were mad they made the playoffs. They want Right. They have no idea. All they have left is their whining. They, their last playoff game against Kansas City, this is with Roethlisberger. It's Roethlisberger's last game. This is how that game started for them. Punt, punt, punt. Punt, 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 fumble. Mm. Were any of those punts, seven punts and a fumble? Were any of those punts like a f- plus territory? No, because five of them were three and outs. Okay. The and what is another annoying thing about the Steelers for me? Like that's annoying. What you you mentioned, like the fans and like whining about stuff, but they always have this reputation that sometimes is unearned. And a lot of times it's like, we're just talking about the run game. People think the run game is this big physical unit when, no, it kind of stinks. Yep. One thing you've probably heard someone say in the last week is, well, you know, the, the Steelers are the type of team the Bills don't want to see because Tomlin's always got his team ready to play, right? To- Tomlin in the playoffs, you know he's going to bring his A game. That is actually That's something I heard in the Sunday night broadcast yesterday is Tomlin will always bring his A game. Want to hear how many points Tomlin's given up in the last four game playoff games they've had? The Steelers' last four playoff games, this is how many points they've given up in each game. 42, 48, 45, and 36. Yeah, always bring allow, always brings his A game. Allow me to insert the thing that they always say on a broadcast. You'll never see that from a Mike Tomlin team. You're right. Two of those games against the Browns and the Jaguars, by right. the way. You're right. It's it's <laughs> it is all they always get treated. As though they are something they are not. And, you know, hopefully the Bills win today because if they beat the Bills, they'll earn some of that reputation back. Oh, but I, need right. the, I need the Bills to win. But today. it's it is constant. It's constant. Mike Tomlin would never would, would, would never let that happen in his locker room. Meanwhile, the Steelers are the one of the most constant locker room drama stories in the NFL. Right. Every yeah. year it's locker room drama for them. 
And it's always about how Tomlin would never let that happen. It's it's happened last night, by the way, in the broadcast. Here's uh, which McCourty's on the broadcast: Devin McCourty, Jason McCourty, yes. uh, J- Jason, I think. Jason McCourty. Okay, he's on there talking about how the, the the Cowboys might be after Belichick, and says, "You know, I'll tell you one thing: if the Cowboys got Belichick, you wouldn't see a performance like this out there. His team be ready to play." Oh, excuse me. I remember one playoff game Bill Belichick coached without Tom Brady. Do you? Mm-hmm. The opposing team didn't punt. <laughs> it is Devin, by the way. Devin McCourty, okay. Didn't even have a fourth down in that didn't game. Didn't face a fourth down. Yep. Oh, they'll be ready to play because it's Belichick. Okay, sure, sure. These It's just funny. The other thing you'll see constantly, you, you said it. Oh, well, the way the Steelers run the ball, they don't run the ball particularly well. They do attempt to run it a lot on first down. It's a, there's so much about reputation. If you just watched pregame shows, you would think oh. that the most important thing to do in the playoffs, of course, is what is it, Joe? Run the ball. Yeah, you got to run the ball. Did you watch the games this weekend? Yeah. C.J. Stroud, Jordan Love, yeah, Jared Goff. These guys are whipping the ball all over the field. Yeah, even Mahomes was good in this game in negative temperatures. Oh, you, you got to run, 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 you guys. It's all about run. Jimmy Johnson's going to get on that screen and tell you how important it is to run the ball. And then you'll watch the game, and the quarterbacks will just sling it everywhere. Yeah, the first half of last night was, like, breathtaking from Goff and Stafford, the throws they were making. Yep. Well, hopefully the Bills can win. Whatever. We can just yell about other stuff. 803-0550-1888-552-550. A good, healthy distaste for the Steelers has come out of this storm as well, which which is nice. Nicole in Buffalo. Hey, Nicole, good morning. Hi, good morning. How are you? Good. Good. I just wanted to um, put this out there that uh, my son and I, we we went, got to the stadium this morning around 6 o'clock. Um, I went to bed a little bit early, so I didn't know that the call had went out last night for uh, shovelers to come on in. Uh, so we went, and uh, they turned us away, and they turned a bunch of other people away. Hmm. So um, we were kind of disappointed because, I mean, my son, he's 16, he really wanted to help out, but... Um, you can see the stands from the parking lot, and we were looking like, how are they turning people away? And there's no way they're going to get it done because there's so much snow over those stands. I just didn't understand if it was a budgeting thing or what have you, but they were turning people away at 6 a.m., and uh, they told my son that um, they shut it down somewhere about 5.30-ish. All right. Maybe they have... Yeah, thanks, Nicole, for the the heads up, and thanks for you know volunt- or well, wanting to go do it. And um, too bad your you know your son doesn't get a chance to if they're turning people away. Yeah, I I don't know how they're going to do it. The system is kind of funny to watch. They get those shoots, and you the shovel shoots. it into a chute. Yeah, and of course you have the the video that went around of the guy shirtless riding the chute to push the snow down into what dump trucks that then leave the stadium. It's a lot of snow. I've not seen anything about them turning people away, but I'll take your word for it. I did see a tweet from, maybe it was Elena Getzenberg from ESPN, don't quote me, I'm going to double check who it was, but someone mentioned that it might be limited to the first 200 shovelers. Okay. To whoever shows up like at midnight last night. Maybe they have, like like Nicole said, budget. It would be tough to imagine that budget's going to stop them here. Maybe it's liability, maybe it's, who knows. Yeah, I don't know. Eight oh three oh five. I just hope watching, looking at some of the images of the sta- of the of the stadium, just I would hope that fans don't have to walk into there is snow piled up over top of the seat. Yeah. Snow on the seat is one thing. Like that happened last year against Miami, and 
that was manageable. Like you just brush it off with your glove and then it's on the ground and like you're fine. You're standing for most of it anyway. But some of the pictures where it's like snow over your seat, I just I don't even know what I don't know what you would be supposed to do if that happens. Well, can we do the public service announcement thing? Can can we not do snowballs, folks? Man, I hope so. Can we not throw snowballs? It's probably going to Let's happen. all just look let, All right. Let's all have a, let's have an adult chat here. No snowballs. No snowballs, okay? Is it different that it's the Steelers than the Dolphins? Um like did, it might like there's a Bills fan yeah, it might be want to throw snowballs at the Dolphins more than the Steelers? Probably. Okay. Well then good. Yeah, they you got probably... it out of your you got it out of your system. It's not the Dolphins. Let's not do snowballs. Although there were snowballs thrown at like Steve Smith also. Yeah, that's right. That's not good. No. He will kill you. He I'm not kidding. <laughs> I was in I was in the section where the snowball came from that hit Steve Smith. And you thought he was coming for you? He was I, I'm not kidding. <laughs> Someone had to stop him from climbing into the stands. <laughs> he was coming for somebody. Yeah. <laughs> Steve Smith was not happy. He's funny. All right, Jack in Florida next up. Hey Jack. Hey guys, good morning. Great Bills Day today. Um, you know, I just had some thoughts on my mind. I've been sitting here thinking about this and I, you know what? I moved down here two years ago to Florida, brought all my bill stuff with me, brought everybody with me that is down here. We've got a good connection. But, you know, where I'm going with this is, remember, if, we're going back some time, but do you remember the Stevie Johnson drop touchdown yep. for the playoffs? This is our retribution day. <laughs> this is our day to bring that back and win it and go on to the next stage in the or playoffs. And this is time for Josh Allen to go beast mode. Put it all to the put, you know, throw it all to the wind today. It is time for them to show us and show everybody in the league that that you know halfway through the season the Bills are done. No, that's what they needed, and they had that drudge in the middle of the year instead of the end of the year. And this is the game where the Bills go out and prove to the league that they are who they thought they were in the beginning of the year. And it is our time to send Pittsburgh. Hacking. Thanks, Jack. Well, one thing about this matchup and about the Bills and the playoffs, they lost last year to Burrow. Yeah. Right? Okay. Disappointing. We could talk about it a lot. The year before, they lost to Mahomes. The year before, they lost to Mahomes. Mahomes. The year before, that was Deshaun Watson. Okay. At like his peak form. Sure. Sure. The idea, like if they get knocked out by Mason Rudolph... That's it. I don't even know. Right. I just I don't want to finish the sentence, but I think that there's definitely a different level of how on earth did you lose? How could you let that happen? I mean, this team earlier in the season lost well, the, lost the game to Mac Jones. Right. They've had a couple games yes, this year where they, we have been left with our jaws on the floor the next morning, going, "How? How did that happen?" It is the anniversary today of the perfect game. So it lines up. All right. 803-0550. Watching the highlights. There's the Micah Hyde pick in the end zone. One of the best plays you'll ever see. Knox, Singletary. Nope, nope. No. Knox, Knox, Singletary, Singletary. Sanders. Sanders. Doyle. Davis Doyle. Davis Doyle, right. Yep. Knox, Knox, Singletary, Singletary, Sanders, Davis, Doyle. Yep. 
803-0550. Jeremy and Joe, open phone lines. Give us a ring. We've got uh, not a lot going on. I mean, well, there's kind of a lot going on, but you know what I mean. Uh, I missed us. every coach leaving. Yeah, we got week. a lot of coaching like, carousels. What, what happened? I was gone. Like big things happen <laughs> when I have I have cruised past big things happen when Howard is away. Yeah, you're out sick and Belichick left. Belichick That's left. Pretty good. Saban left and Carroll left. Yeah. Eight hundred three hundred five fifty on WGR. You know, just express the, the reality of where we are. I mean, this 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 is a this is a hurtful loss. We put ourselves in position to play a home playoff game. You know, it was a great. We had a great opportunity. Felt really good about the week of preparation. Thought we matched up well. You know, we didn't. We did We clearly picked the picked the wrong day to, to have a bad day. The phrase is, "It's a bad day to have a bad day," and that was the Cowboys. That's head coach Mike McCarthy. For now, he's gone. Right. Yep. A lot of speculation about Belichick. Going to Dallas, Jason Garrett on the broadcast said Belichick and Jerry Jones are friends, but he would wonder about the working relationship. I did see someone told a story about how Belichick, before becoming Patriots coach, coach once told Jerry Jones, "If you ever don't ever pass up on the opportunity to hire me, if you ever get it, I can coach." Now that was twenty seven sure, years ago. Now he might be like, uh, "Things have changed a little different." <laughs> thanks, but no thanks. Who knows? But he did hire Bill Parcells. Yes, he did. So Belichick. Yeah, I had two a, bills. I had a thought about the whole thing that the one person that wants Belichick in New England the least is actually Aaron Rodgers because they would pay too much attention to Belichick and the Cowboys now, and Rodgers would be like second yeah. tier news. I don't have a good idea of where he'll end up though. Nothing really sounds right to me. Dallas kind of does. Washington, but, but even right, right, like Jerry Jones and and him. Yeah, I guess. Carolina, Atlanta, they both want him. I, is he, why would he, Carolina, what? It is worth pointing that's out. A, that's a, and that at, owner, too, at, like, why would he want to work there? As the Bills are set to play a game in three-degree temperatures with wind chill, and the Chiefs just played one in negative 27, there have been a lot of weather takes. And actually, let, let's next segment, let's get into the weather takes and get into some calls. I said to you, it is kind of funny that in the same exact football league, it's the same league the Saints went from week 5 to 17 without playing outside. Yeah. And if you're Belichick, if you're a coach and you're 70, the number one thing I would do is like, all right, Atlanta, oh yeah, you got. I'm never going to stand in the cold. I don't have to stand in the cold once. Uh-huh. I'm old. I just go to Carolina, Tampa, New Orleans, Atlanta, my out-of-conference schedule. Pff, I'll be inside the whole year. Atlanta's got some crazy traffic, though. I mean, what did Brady do? He left New England. He went to the... Take the warmest climate. NFC could, South yeah. is the cushiest division there is. Yeah. All right. 803-0550. We'll catch up on your phone calls. If you're with us, uh, Marshall, Eric, Larry, we'll get right to you. Wide open segment to chat with you and to uh, dig into Bills, Steelers, and, you know, complain about Pittsburgh because they're soft. 803-0550. Just fun throwing around that word every once in a while. Jeremy and Joe on WGR. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, 
They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.